Welcome once again to our Life House Beloved podcast and I'm joined again by Stacey Thomas and Debbie Singh. Hello. Uh, We started talking last week, um, we were looking at the parable of the sower from Mark 4 verses 1 to 20 and actually Stacey I might get you to read that parable again just to remind you, that would be good. Or actually read read from verse 14. Okay. The farmer sows the word. Some people are like the seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown in rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and desires for other things come in and choke out the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it and produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. Thanks. All right. What we started last week, we started looking at the different types of ground mentioned in that parable and... um, just to remind you that ground, the ground that we're talking about, yeah, when we talk about ground, we're talking about the the heart of the person who's receiving the word of God, who's receiving that truth. And obviously the seed is representing the truth of God, God's word. And so we're just going to give you a brief recap on the three types of ground that we did cover last week. And then um, we'll wrap up by looking at the, the good ground, the last type of ground. So the first type of ground that it mentions there, it says that, um, some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown into them or in them. And we talked about that as being the path or the hard ground. So Stacey, do you want to just give us a brief recap on what that hard ground is, what it represents, maybe just what it looks like? Sure. So the hard ground is really how easily the word, the word of God can be taken away from us. And that's usually, you know, Satan stealing it away and stealing it straight from the heart. Um, We need to be really receptive of, you know, going and getting into that soft soil straight away. And which is, you know, the Holy Spirit needs to soften that soil. And I had an illustration earlier from what Carolyn was saying last podcast of how the soil gets so compacted it's hard. But, you know, notice in drought times that sometimes the, the soil is so hard, so dry, that the water doesn't even seep in. It takes, you know, a lot of water to come in. Sometimes it just pulls up over the top, doesn't, you know, it doesn't get anywhere. And how is, it, how is a seed meant to grow and sink into the soil and develop and, um, you know, produce a crop when, you know, water doesn't even sink in? So... They um, most of the time, a lot of these people can be really hardened toward Christianity. They um, they don't really, you know, accept it. They just kind of harden straight away. They they turn away from it because Satan has has taken it away from them so quickly. Um, I actually had another illustration the other day. I was I was making my my cup of coffee in my little home espresso machine. And most of the time I'm alright, you know, I press my coffee in and it's fine and it flows freely and you know, produces a great cup of coffee. It's a good harvest. But, <laughs> but other times I just, I don't know, you know what, I just seem to press it in just a little bit too hard. I don't think I realise what I'm doing, I'm just going at it. 
and then I pop it in the machine and nothing comes. It just kind of whirs at me and it dribbles out a few little drops, but, but nothing happens. So, you know, the water doesn't want to come through. So we need the Holy Spirit to, you know, soften it up for us. So, so that, we're not that hardly compact yeah. like you were pushing that coffee in. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. No, that's good. Thank you. Right, and and yes, so I think from what Stacey said, that was really really good illustration as well, Stacey, with the coffee, is that really the hard ground then is where the, the word or the seed is not penetrating the ground, so it's not taking root in your heart, and you're not going to receive revelation, and more importantly as well, you're not going to receive conviction, and, and you know, a good indication of whether the seed is taking root is are you getting convicted and changing and yes. growing um, yeah. And really your heart becomes hard when, you know, as Christians as well, we can talk about non-Christians, but we can also have areas of hard ground where, um, you know, if we're refusing to deal with issues holding on to sin, then our hearts are going to become hard in that area because the word won't take root because we basically don't want it to. We don't want to hear what the scriptures say about that. All right, so that was really good. So Debbie, you're the second type of ground... Um, talked about here it says others like seeds sown on rocky places hear the word and at once receive it with joy but since they have no root they last only a short time when trouble or persecution comes because of the word they quickly fall away yep was that your one yep, yep. um you had a had said about the um a common uh, the barclay commentary i think yep. it was that that um you know the the ground was was kind of um it was almost like there was uh, a soil on top but yeah. then it was it was kind of it wasn't just rocks it was just a you know a bit of a soil but then it was very shallow and then yep. it was really hard underneath that and um and we talked about how you know it's easy to um to you know plant in that but then it doesn't go anywhere and we and that hard ground can also be you know it could be bitterness or it could be you know strongholds yeah um and that you know once we start to tap into that you know that's when people go no mm-hmm. you know so they 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 hear the they hear the 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 truth and um but they don't retain it they don't yeah. keep it in and and so you know the minute that something starts pressing in on those you know that firmer ground underneath yeah, yeah. they they're like nope nope yeah. I'm out of here this is too hard it's yeah. not you know so um and one of the things that I was saying was that um, there, there's sometimes people that take the truth and they throw it in their little mixed bag of beliefs. So yeah. they, they take the things that they want and then they pop that in their little bag and, and move along their way. And you know, and then there's sometimes there's people that take it on board and they'll flourish, they'll come in and they'll flourish really beautifully straight away. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's all very short-lived once they have to start digging deeper into, yeah. into their... Um, in, into their old life, even yeah, you know, yeah. they they have to get rid of all that other underlying um, muck, I guess. Yeah, 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 no, that's good. And you know, like you said there as well, and and what the word says as well, they receive it with joy. So there is a certain amount of growth, yeah. um, but it will remain shallow, like you say, unless. Um, they allow those roots to actually go deeper and you know I I always enjoy watching um, a new Christian um, really getting into the word and discovering things and you know often they'll go from course to course and whatever because they're just loving like learning stuff and that's great but I always watch because I know there's going to come a point now where okay that's great you like this little shoot growing up um, enjoying it 
but now it's time for the roots to go down and start being established so it's great to have all that knowledge learn all this new stuff that you haven't heard before but when it comes to actually starting to apply it now and that's where we go from that conversion to discipleship um, and coming to that place like you said where your wrong beliefs are going to be challenged and exposed and so you've got to be willing to receive the conviction and go deeper so that you can root these out and, and be willing to change and it, it may be your whole lifestyle and you know that's where I think it's talking about this where they receive it but it, it, you know it doesn't take root and it lasts only a short time because you know sometimes people are prepared to let the word into their life but it's all right if it's only a few minor changes it mustn't be too disruptive or too challenging or too invasive so yeah no um, i mean because it has it has such a short root or no root the sun can get to it easily yep birds can get to it easily and yep. take it away it's not just that it, it dies off because it doesn't have a root and can't grow it, yeah there's other factors yeah, coming in that exactly. can kill it and I was thinking about that as well because I, I think I spoke last time about the little bean seeds that we're growing at school. And, you know, it amazes me at the moment how tall some of them have gotten considering they're in cotton wool and they're not, you know, in soil. But they're going to actually fall over pretty soon. Mm. Um, like you said, you know, it can get taken away. and it's just going to topple over as well out of the cup because the roots are not in anything. And, you know, that's what we often face as well um, in leadership. You can get people coming in and, you know, because we would encourage them to step out in their ministries and their gifts and, you know, it's exciting for them. And, you know, um, God allows that. He allows you certain use of your gift, I think, just to keep you going when you've got to go through your character and, and all yeah. that training. And you'll sometimes get people, like we've had people come in who may have a gift of, you know, prophecy or stuff like that, which is a very powerful thing because you're really speaking right into people's lives. I mean, all giftings are. But, you know, it's, it's it comes with a heavy responsibility and weight as well. And, um, you know, we've had people who've been all excited and having it, which is great, and we try to give them platform and train them and whatever. Um, but we have had a couple of cases of people that have been wanting um, to be given this platform and just actually speak into people's lives when we know they haven't had the growth and the maturity yet to handle that. And so it's almost like that shoot that grows up quickly, um, so you can, you know, you can really be like a shooting star, whatever, step out in your gift. But if you're not prepared to submit to the process of the character development, and that would be putting the roots down and dealing with all the issues and stuff, then, you know, eventually it's going to topple over. So, you know, there's that balance of, of letting it really get into your life. So it's important. All right. So the third type of ground we looked at was thorny ground. And, um, and the passage that says, still others like seeds sown among thorns hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Um, Stacey, you had a really good illustration for that thorny ground about the tree. Yeah, there's um, a tree outside my work just across the way that you look out to in the, in the lunchroom, and it's this beautiful big old tree, you know, 20 metres tall, but it has this big, thick vine over it. It's not just like a small thing. The leaves are you know, 50 centimetres long, it's this big thing, and you can see that it's it's choking the tree out. And someone asked me the other day, they're like, oh, do you reckon that, that tree's going to wither away and die soon and just kind of topple over mm -hmm. and fall? Because the vine is so strong that mm -hmm. the thorny, you know, thorns have come in and taken yeah. their hold and choked this tree out. And yeah. 
thought that was a great illustration yeah, for this. It is a great illustration because that yeah, that, that choking when it talks about thorns it's talking about it from the context, mm-hmm. like you say, of choking art, the mm-hmm. seed. So making it unproductive because other things are becoming more important. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I shared last week that um in Palestine those days the farmers cut off or burnt off the tops of the weeds, but below the surface the roots were still there. And so that's why if we don't deal with all these issues that we need to do um, deal with and, and we don't have Christ as our priorities, then we get busy with life, we get busy with other priorities. Like you said, Debbie, last mm. week we might have wrong relationships and that's actually going to choke mm. out the word of God in our lives. And so it's really important that um, we make Christ the top priority and not other things. And, you know, often the other things are not bad things in themselves. But anything that's um, bringing you to a place of where it's become more important than Christ or you Mm -hmm. don't have time to tend to your relationship with him because of the pressures of these other things, then you've got a problem there. I just just had that thought, um, that thought, that verse, you know, be in the world but not of it, you know, just came to mind when Stacey was talking about that tree, you know, like that vine has become part of that tree, you know, and so it's, you know, whilst we can be well rooted in Christ, we can still be in the world but allow, you know, the world to become part of yeah. who we are yeah. or we can be part of who the world is, you know, and, and mm. we're not standing on Christ and we're not standing in yeah. Christ just yeah. alone, you know. And and I think that's important as well. Like you say, we could be established in Christ and whatever, mm. but we allow these things in. So we should never get complacent and think that it can't happen to that's us that we're too yeah. well established because, you know, we do have to be on our guard all the time yeah. and be careful of that. Satan's always in there to steal, kill and destroy. Exactly, right. that's right, yeah. Um, and and how much even better if you can destroy or topple um, a well-established Christian yeah. because that you know often will do a lot of damage to to other people as Around well. It, so yeah. yeah. All right. So the fourth type of ground here it says others like seed sown on good soil hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times what was sown. So we'll talk about good ground now. So Stacy, what have you got um, for good ground? So it's you know a Christian who has developed themselves in the Word. They have that um, intimate relationship, and they're constantly going through and developing that, you know, day by day, year by year. And then you know they've gone that further step. And Matthew twenty eight scripture of going to make disciples. They they go on and do the commands of Jesus and yep. carry on with that. So the Word is actually the seed has been productive. Yeah, and yeah, are. and the. You know, like it says here, um, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was so, and that's mm. not, I take that as not only their development and growth, but they're going out yes, and, yeah, and yeah. doing it for yeah. others as yeah, well. That's right, because yeah. the sowing as well, yep, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah like I was thinking, you know, you hear the word, you receive it and absorb mm. it, and then go and produce fruit, i.e. disciples. Mm. Um and I had a picture of, I'm not entirely sure how oak trees work, but, you know, like a big tree, you know, like a, a big oak all tree. All I know is it takes 100 years. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's it. It takes a long time to go hold of it. Pumpkin, six months, and I think a pumpkin could go in shallow soil. Yeah. But oak tree, the weight, deep, yeah. deep roots. Well, that's where deep that's soil. what I was going to say. You know, you need to, the, it, the bigger the tree, the bigger the, the, the roots, roots that need to be yeah. on there. Mm. And, you know, I was just thinking, you know, we need to be so deeply rooted mm. that we're not going to be moving anywhere or 
in doing a storm. Anything. And and yeah. yeah, that's right. Storms are really good for that sort of yeah. thing. So it helps you re- resilience. <laughs> stay, stay strong. And also as we branch out, you know, like we drop the seeds mm. for other new yep. shoots yeah. to grow. Yeah. That's that's the picture I had. So yeah. I Hopefully think that's what I I'm like. God is so great. He just teaches us so much through nature, doesn't he? I know. I mean, you know, awesome. put it in the word. It's like, yeah, well, exactly, yeah, and using the, the parables of nature. Cause, so it's like, duh, am I being really thick, you know, just go and read about all this stuff and just look at what's around mm. me. Yeah, so that good good soil is what you girls are saying. It's deep soil. It's soil that's not just that shallow layer. It's deep and it's full of nutrients and so really, um, and the, the seed can flourish in that and it can take root. And so that, again, is down to your heart attitude, isn't it? And it's that relationship with Jesus Christ and having that intimacy. You've got something you want to add there, Stacey? I was just going to say this um, Alistair Petrie teaching yep. that I um, listened to the other day. He was talking to you know God about this scripture and he was mm-hmm. like, you know, we just we go and we're in the good soil, right? You know, that that's enough. And God's, no. Of course not, you know, gave him this word. Before you go and plant the seeds, you always have to take the weeds out. Remove the stones, remove the barren places, remove that quick fix, the band-aid fix, and even sometimes set up a form of protection over the young seed so the birds don't come and steal it away. And that is what the ministry is all about. Yep. So... We also, you know, we can't just let it grow. We need to do this beforehand. Mm. But once it's growing, we need to regularly go back. We need to water. We need to keep on weeding. Yeah. You know, we need to keep on doing those treatments to the to the plants that are growing. Mm. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, and that, I like that where it says remove the stone, remove the barren places. And that's what um, we've talked about before is, and that's what you're doing to prepare the soil to be good, to prepare your heart. So again, it talks to removing those strongholds, those yeah. wrong belief systems, giving up those things that you're holding on to, the barren places, things that you might be in bondage to. And all of that is going to make the soil good, isn't it, and more receptive. And, and like you said, that's what the ministry is all about because that's the process of discipleship, isn't it, mm. It's doing that. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, we've got it. Now, there's three three things that we have to do to have that good ground um, to to allow that that word to take root. So the first one, and, and it says in here, um, I think it says in here, yes. Others like seed sown on good soil hear the word. So the first thing is we've got to hear it. Mm. Um, and there's a scripture that says, let him who has ears, let him hear. That's in the next Oh, is it there? <laughs> it's in there. Okay, it's somewhere in there. But yeah, and you know what? We can't hear unless we're listening. Yeah. You know, we've really got to be listening. It's the action there because there's lots of things floating around. We might hear it. Well, I didn't hear you or whatever, but you've got to be listening. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so we've got to listen to Christ's opinion above our own because there's so many voices competing, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And we've got to take note of what he says and especially if it's different to our own opinion. And then that's part of what... For hearing is that actually listening? That's often how I know God's speaking to me because I'm like, different to I your don't opinion. think that's what I would have chosen to do <laughs> yeah, or sorry, think. Yeah, like, where did that thought come from? <laughs> that's not me. Oh, it has to be you, God. Um, and you know, I was just thinking about this that it's really to to be able to actually hear God. 
we've got to quiet ourselves before him. And I think that's something that's really been lost, especially in mm. our 24-7 world, um, you know, technology, iPhones, cell phones, Facebook, computer. It's just noise all the time, yeah. there all the time. And, and, you know, it really is an art of being in his presence to actually mm. quiet yourself. And, and I think as well, I mean, I find myself sometimes thinking, okay, I'm going to really go and sit and wait on the Lord. But I might even get impatient if it's a certain <laughs> length of time because just the world is, I'm not making excuses. No, I am, yeah, it is an excuse. Yeah. It's not an excuse. But, you know, everything's fast-paced. I find mm. I'm impatient if something takes too long. You know, it was quite funny. We had a visitor from India and I was on the internet to try and um, book, you know, do check-in and book tickets and stuff for them. Um, and um, I was getting frustrated. It wasn't even a few seconds. And it's like, because I'm used to coming up instantly, the Google and, you know, doing this stuff. <laughs> And I was like moaning at this computer and whatever. It's so slow, sorry, it's slow. And he's saying like, gee, we'll send an email and sometimes it will take three days. To, or it was probably the person from Burma, not India. But it'll take three days to even get out and then we'll wait for a reply. And it's so slow. He was like amazed at how instant how and fast. Was, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so slow, you know. So I think that, you know, we can get impatient as well that – um that we don't actually take that time that we need to to wait. Mm. And, you know, I was thinking as well, like sometimes, like for me, God, and I've mentioned this before, wakes me up often at 3 a.m. to get the download because that's when I'm just shut up enough to hear him and to actually listen. But, you know, sometimes I'll say to myself, I'll convince myself, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be from 3 to 4 a.m. I can just as well do it from 6 to 7 but, you know, it's just different. The noise, it's just noisier than even though I might be the only one still up, you know. It's just different. And I might just think, oh, I'll do, your head already starts thinking, okay, well, I'll just quick put a load of washing on and then I'll go and do this or, mm. you know. And you just lose that actual yeah. stillness and that time. And so I think that's really important because, you know, often it's that still small voice and, and mm. we need to. So that's the first condition for good ground. For letting the word take root, we've got to actually hear, and to hear, we've got to really actively be listening. So. Yeah. Um, and the second thing it mentions there is as well, accept it. So we've got to receive the word. Mm. What do you think about that, Stace? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm putting it on the spot. Yeah. Well, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? You, you know, you've got to take it in. You've got to put it in your heart and be willing to accept it. Otherwise, you turn out like the rocky ground the thorny ground or you know whatever and it just gets you know you just get spat out again if you yeah. don't accept it and don't receive it then what's the point Snatched of away. yeah what's the point of having that good ground mm-hmm. what do you think Debbie about receiving it what would that mean to yeah you? I, I think I I totally agree with what you're saying about that mm-hmm. having that that's that, that still time you know quiet time still mm. time um because I I know for me you know like you know mum of two boys and yeah if if there's not noise that I'm making or that I've got going on <laughs> they've got it going on you know so and even like you know if I wake up at if I set my alarm to wake at six I have to have my alarm so so quiet so that my three year old doesn't hear it yeah. because he gets up and he wants and to be the, in on the it whole time and it's all gone <laughs> yeah so um but yeah like I don't. I know in my own life that if I am not, I can feel the difference mm. in myself. If I'm not absorbing, you know, God's word, if, I, if I'm if i just, you know, even even in those times, like I could have a couple of days where 
you know, I'm only getting snippets of, of time that I can sit and quickly, you know, look at my, open my Bible app or something like yeah. that if I'm somewhere. And even, you know, I'm still getting it in, but yeah. I can I can totally feel the difference when I've only just had those little droplets yeah. throughout the week rather than sitting and just soaking. being able to soak it in and yeah. be able to, you know, have, it's it's not just even about soaking it in, it's having, having that communion with God, mm-hmm. you know, like having the, the communication for not just me to say, God, this duh, 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 but for him to be able to speak back to me, yeah. you know, like I I know I need that, you know, yeah. and I just I, I crave it. I love that I crave it, but, you know. <laughs> and that's that's the whole irony of the thing as well. You can think I'm too busy, I haven't got time to do it, but it's only in his presence that you get refreshed and you can oh, be busy yeah. and have a flat-out laugh and you need that then even more than ever mm. because that is where refreshing comes from. It doesn't come really from other things. We might think... We all get lunch breaks. We can all sit there and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying for, for, for like <laughs> sleeps, <laughs> little sleeps. At work, you all get a lunch break. You can sit there and yeah. you can go through Facebook or you can go through Instagram or you can open your oh. app. I set my alarm 10 minutes before, and like, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago I used to set my alarm 10 minutes before, you know, I actually need to get up, and 10 minutes is not that much, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to read through Facebook, and I was like, what, this is stupid, why do I need to catch up on whoever posted something at 12 o'clock last, last night? night? I can't sleep, that's yeah. what they usually post. It's, you know, whatever I'm liking, who's over in America, and they post stuff, who cares, whatever. Yeah. And let's just open up the Bible app and read through a chapter and yeah. then get up and, you know, have a fresh start. Yeah. What a great way to start difference. your day, yeah. right? It's yeah. a much it's better, better way. getting yeah. bogged down with Facebook and, you yeah. know, drama that people have posted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. I hate that when they post another night I can't sleep and I feel like saying, well, it's because you're on Facebook and your mind is stimulated. Get off. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. But yeah, but Stacey, that's great. That's a great way to start your day. Yeah, so accept the word, receive it, and that's active as well, isn't it? So accepting it is really doing something mm-hmm. with it. Again, it's, it's that application of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, you know, um, when your your eyes got that reflex, when a particle's coming floating towards your eye and, and wants to, you know, in the air, and come, your eye, your reflex is that your, your eyelid will just shut your eye. And we can do the same with our heart, you know. When our mind hears something that it doesn't want to hear, it can close itself mm. very quickly to that, um, you know, that defensiveness that we often have when we hear something that we don't like mm. is that door shutting. And, you know, sometimes the truth does hurt and we don't like it because it challenges us. But, you know, we'll enjoy unpleasant physical things like we'll go to dentist and have root canal or, you know, I had my shoulder surgery or whatever. Um, we might have medicine that's really gross to, to preserve our health and stuff. So really it's equally important for our spiritual health that we don't let our minds shut off yeah. to the truth because our minds will do that. That's the soul. Your mind, the word says your mind is hostile to the yeah. things of the Lord. And so often when we hear something we don't like, we just shut off straight away and then it can't penetrate into our heart. Sorry, Debbie, you wanted to say no, something? No, it's just, just when you said... Um, just going back at the beginning of that, that you know the application you know yeah. so it's not just receiving receiving it it's it's applying it yeah. because you know if you're just receiving it yep. you're just as good as the person who was the yeah. thorny or the the rocky yeah. ground you know it's, just, it's still coming it's good, in but you're not doing but it's the application it. yeah. that yeah. that makes a difference and yeah. actually allowing it to take that deeper root yeah yeah, yeah. 
And, you know, it's just to, um, you know, often as well with just um, receiving that word and there as well, like applying it and receiving it as well. And sometimes it might be a word of correction that's mm. brought to you. Um, and, you know, often when, when we have words of correction or things, we get defensive at first. It's almost natural to feel a bit defensive if someone's pointing out an area that, you know. Um, and that's all right. But, you know, if you are really allowing the word to take root and you'll you'll have that maybe initial defensiveness, but you'll go away and think about it and then you'll see, okay, if it does actually apply and it does become conviction and whatever, and then you'll work through it. So just be careful in that, you know, if something comes, that defensiveness is a natural thing, but don't let it shut the door if it is something that you really need to hear. Um, and, you know, so really, because if we're shutting our minds to truth because it's hard to hear or it's distasteful to us because it requires change mm. um, or it requires us to give up stuff that we don't want to give up. Yeah, which we need to an idol in our lives or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And if, if if we really and if we're finding it, we really need to examine because if it requires change or giving up stuff, and we don't want to do it, and so we shut off to that conviction, then that's what's going to lead us to having strongholds and into bondage. And sometimes, you know what, we've just got to grow up in that area. We've got to stop being like a whiny child. Stop with excuses, I can't help it, or I'm praying God will take this sinful urge away from me. Yes, you can, that's the wrong prayer. You can yeah. pray for Him to help you, but you've got to stand as well and, you know, put the word in you, and, you know, yeah. um, so that's important. And then the third condition here as well for the good ground, which is what we've already basically talked about, is that putting it into action, which is that application, that obedience. Um, and really, it's only by putting the word into action that you're actually going to res- yield the results. Mm. It's by allowing that seed to actually go roots and to go down. Um, and, you know, that verse encourages us as well that, you know, if we do the above, if we hear the word, if we accept it, um, if we act on it, then it's going to produce a crop. And so, you know, it will produce a harvest. So we've just got to hold on to that for encouragement. So I think that's um, we've covered the ground pretty well there. And um, so, saturated it. Of yeah, well, let's hope that we've softened it. And yeah, so um, has anyone got a challenge for this that we can just leave our listeners with? I have, if you haven't. Go <laughs> have for you, it, Carolyn. <laughs> I've always got enough to say. I can read them. <laughs> yeah, we can go. So, just um, challenge to ha- go through the week and have a think about what what ground are you at the moment? Not just in in the whole general sense, but little parts of your heart. Mm. Um, what would you like to be? And then have a think about how you can then go about making that change in your life. Yep, that's good. And there's only one ground that you would like to. Yeah, be. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Just clarify. Just making this. All right. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll speak to you again next week. And Stacey? Uh, come make sure you check out our uh, website, www.life-house.net and our Facebook page, Lifehouse Church Ministries. Thank you. Right, bye-bye.